See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch How Tension or High Tension on Prime and Canopy, as well as many other streaming services. Just fucking Google it. Um, if that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Welcome to Cedar Screw. My name is TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick and my pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm Dan Murphy. He, him. I am Porek. He, him. And on this episode, we are doing our first Shocktober. Well, first Shocktober of this year. Uh, I swear I'm going to make a theme next year. I was even like coming up with a version, like an alternate version of the Monster Mash in the shower one day. <laughs> I was like, how can I do this? And I was like, is that legal to do? I wasn't sure. I mean, uh, and then uh, and then uh, now I'm here and nothing happened at all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I yes, feel like we're... we could just take a theremin and just mess around with it, and that will work. Yeah, it's really that's, well. That was what I mean. You know, it's like I got a new synth. I could probably knock something together in literally five minutes, and I couldn't even do that. Talk about the ADHD podcast. Here yep, yep. Three to four people with unmedicated ADHD coming at you. You Squirrel. love us. <laughs> as but someone yes. with uh, very little experience in that, I will just say as well that. All you really start to see why all horror movies, like low budget ones, have terrible scores because, like, it's the easiest thing to do if you're really bad at keyboards, just like to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm making like a bad low budget horror movie soundtrack instantly. Um, or great, i.e., like everything John Carpenter made. Well, that's what that's why I think, yeah, he's on the opposite (laughs) end of it where people said it was very simplistic, but I would say it was actually, you know, while it was, it was also rad as hell and kind of harder to do than you'd think as well. If you go into the, well, I mean, it's a lot of just pick, pick two notes, hope that they don't harmonize well. And then your goal. (laughs) (laughs) It's that easy. All right. So for our first Shocktober, we're doing the 2005, although the American release didn't come in, or 2003, although the American yeah. release wasn't until 2005, of High Tension by uh, Alejandre Alexandre Aha. Uh-huh. Aja. Uh, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be Aja or Aha. It's his initials. I assume it's Aja. Say Aya or Aha. Yeah. Aya. Yeah, that would work too. He's French. So something like French. that. Yeah. Um, this was like his first major movie. Uh, he he did go on to direct a bunch of other stuff, some better than others, some worse. I mean, I think I was kind of looking at it, and it looks like his review, his films get better and better reviewed the deeper you go. Like Crawl was actually pretty well received, and everything else he's done before that was mixed. I liked Crawl, um, and I see why this is mixed. I like Crawl. <laughs> I, yeah. I also like Oxygen. Oxygen reminded me a whole lot of like uh, Cube, but without the violence. It was just nothing but tension. And that's kind of weird considering how much violence is in this. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely probably, different maybe, for him. Maybe he got, he's getting it out of his system, you know, like 10 years, like, because it's pretty much just straight up gore fests after this movie for like a decade. Oh, I'm yeah. Well, be. For it. be because of this movie, fucking Wes Craven specifically asked him to remake The Hills Have Eyes and then loved right. it. <laughs> and nice. then you've got like Maniac later as well. Uh, he was only a producer and I think maybe a ah. writer on that. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, he screen he direct he directed, screen, screen he, he directed okay. Piranha 3D, which is yeah. hilarious <laughs> because Piranha 3D is I've is seen that movie. Some of the most ridiculous. I mean, I worked for the production company that produced that movie, but oh, uh, it's yeah. like a it's it's a self aware little you know B movie that's it's, not it's terrible. It's not. Yeah, I mean, movie. I don't hate it. I just think it's really interesting because I saw very early drafts of the script that were like. They get, they ended up with a better movie than their early drafts of the script, which you know it's still it, not a great movie. So <laughs> it really felt like one that was just like they got really far into it and were like, "Oh, this is terrible," and then started like I mean, basically it was like, like, like holy dissecting shit, we got, it to make it better. We we convinced uh, Richard Dreyfus to do this. Let's right. let's roll. <laughs> nice. It was a big get back then. Now you now you see him like rolling around creepily on Bill Myers' uh, couch. <laughs> well, I mean that was the thing is he like he, YouTube he, much, if you... he, he semi-retired <laughs> after like he basically retired after Mr. Mr. Holland's opus, and then I think Poseidon came along and they threw a bunch of money at him, and now he's basically had the attitude: if you give me enough money, I'll do it, but don't expect me to try. So... Yeah. he just <laughs> looks like fucked up on prescription meds every time I see him in an interview. Yeah. Now, like he's just like zonked to fuck. I mean, that sounds like a good way to be old, I guess. The way to go out, or yeah. you know, fucking sadly pull a Bruce Willis and just like rip out like six or seven movies in like six or seven months because dementia is a motherfucker and you want to make sure that you and your family are taken care of yeah it's kind yeah. of sad it's super sad but anyway we should get into this movie yeah, yeah. we should all right yes sir. uh well should we start with okay yeah, this we're going was, this... to read. We're going to read the Wikipedia summary, but do we want to start by talking about the first ten minutes of the movie? Yes, we do it, because it, as it like, doesn't talk about it. It doesn't talk. It skips well, over it that. Well, it does. Right? Marie and Alex are best friends on their way to stay at Alex's parents' that, house. We don't yeah, get but... that established <laughs> until ten minutes into the fucking movie. Yeah, like there's so much more that happens in the before this. Yeah, uh, because like yeah, this skips over. Their pro their prologue, which is stupid because it just gives away the ending. Like we already we see Marie running through the woods holding her stomach, so we know she gets stabbed in the stomach later on. And like that's a kind of important key thing. We see a motorist like get like run off the road and, and called for help. So we're like, we know this is gonna happen. So like we do, but the thing yeah. is, is that we're still seeing the the movie isn't giving away what the twist is. At least, like, yes, it's showing you parts of the movie, but it's yeah, still it's still showing, showing events it, that happen. It's showing Alex as a victim. Yes, and, or showing Marie as a victim, or Marie as a victim. Yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, and we do see it from that perspective, but we that's we. It's like that dream or whatever is like it's like yeah it's a future premonition kind of thing but like it it's you know it's from her perspective i wish they played it that way i think that 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 was one of the big things that i wish that they had played with this movie is is uh the bending of is this a dream or is this reality because there there's an er there's an early line there's a line early on where she talks about having a nightmare where she's being chased by herself um she's being and... stalked but the stalker is her yeah, yeah, but like I, I feel like there's more opportunities to 
make it unclear if she's experiencing things as a dream or not. I thought it was interesting. There's a sequence when she's driving late, way, very later on in the movie in which it seems like she starts to get tired. Um, and it's just like, oh, is she like, you know, is she a different person when she's sleeping or waking? Um, you know, Alex calls her out on like having a reckless driving incident earlier on. Like I thought that one of the big things, like I really, rather than the prologue that we get, which gives a, that at least gives away the extent of the injuries she should have later on. Um, like I felt like I have a prologue of like, they like her and Alex talk about going to a party together and Alex ditching Marie for some guy. And it's just like, have a prologue where the killer kills that guy without theoretically without Mar Marie and Alex's knowledge, because I feel like that's a way better prologue. Um, yeah. That well, would we'll, actually we'll, make a lot of sense. Yeah. We'll definitely get into that in this movie because I've got some gripes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have some gripes, but uh, so spoilers, we're each picking a movie uh, for Shocktober. And I'm not saying it the way TJ does because I can't. Um, Shocktober. And, there you go. Um, and this was my pick. And for a little bit of context. Well, front, I think we all picked. I got. I sort of got assigned and then also assigned Dan. Yeah. And, and uh, well, it's a movie I've been tending on seeing, but yeah. Yeah. It's something oh, well. to, to now force you to see. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So, so this was a pick of mine because I have, like, I do sort of have mixed feelings about it. Like, there are things that about it that I want to change, but at the same time, it's really rare for me to come across a horror movie that A, actually affects me like i'm actually kind of on edge while watching it uh mm -hmm. usually i'm just sort of like relaxed or laughing or whatever um and also it's rare for a twist to actually surprise me because it did the first time i saw this like i just don't think the twist is very well supported by the rest i of the don't movie. think i agree <laughs> yeah. and like that's like, kind of my problem but like yeah. at the same time like it, the fact that it got me at all was just sort of like all right touche movie like i i have a lot of respect for for stuff that like and i just sort of i don't know i i enjoyed despite the fact that it has some seriously glaring plot holes i actually really enjoyed like generally <laughs> how how it was acted how it was shot like yeah, I think on a technical level, this is great. On a narrative level, I have severe issues with it. I do too, but like, it, but it's not enough to tank it for me, basically. But let's so, not yeah. let's not get into the last fifteen minutes. Look, so I know, but sad. but the fact that it's my pick, what am I going to do? Pick a movie I hate? Like, yeah. okay, I don't know. Damn oh, I I have a good I'm idea of where I'm like my verdict is coming down on this movie, but. You know, I've, I've definitely got sure some gripes. I, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I know where you're coming down on it, too. Uh, anyway, so let's get into this summary. So now that we've already introduced the movie. Uh, yeah. we, we, we've gone through the credit sequence. Yeah, we've gone through we, the credit sequence. With, There's still uh, other stuff that's left out. We end with Marie sitting, in a, sitting on a bed in a uh, hospital gown. Yeah. We but, just get a shot from the back. That's it. Um, so Marie and Alex are best friends on the way on their way to stay at Alex's parents' house for the weekend to study. When they Isn't arrive, it supposed to be a weekend. 
Yeah, I, this well, is just it was supposed just to be supposed weekend. to be a weekend that they drove like eight hours. Yeah, to go to this I, fucking I farm that was like, out in the this country is how we're gonna to spend... study. Yeah, I, I assume this is like the, this is how they're gonna spend like spring break or something like that. But because again, I think that there's like context missing from the prologue. Like I thought that they should have like established that probably Marie in particular is like her grades are like gun are like borderline gonna get her kicked out of school. And Alex is like, hey, I'll help you study, you know. So it's like that was kind of like makes more sense, you know. Uh, no, Alex is a party girl and knows she needs to get out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. And invites Marie along because, you know, Marie offers to tutor her. Okay. So I thought, I thought that. it was, yeah, yeah that's I had kind it the other way around, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm sure that like, Alex is probably the smarter one, but like, yeah. Uh, fucking Marie would look for any reason to get in with her. Because she oh, has had yeah. like, a quiet obsession from a distance, but like yeah, which again, like, like to have now, yeah, but, to like, have just like to ha- to start with a night of them partying, and you can see like Marie's jealousy, like of Alex hooking up with a guy, like that be a thing that I think would uh, add a lot of context. That would be, and nice. it gives you it gives you a better first death than the yeah. off screen death that we get. That's just kind of gross. Well, I mean, in it gives you. Well, I mean, it does. It doesn't have the stupid like throwing the head out the window thing that like really makes no sense. And it doesn't have that stupid like gang ditched in the cornfield fake scare. Like it has an actual. Uh, who um at the gross giving himself head then throwing the head out the window? Like who is that? What is uh, that uh, scene? I'm guessing like, it's a in fantasy. Well. A fantasy that she's having, but she's okay. not still sleeping. Right. Like this, this is part of my problem with the twist yeah. in this yeah. movie. Is like this yeah, movie would be work. this movie yeah. would be way yeah. better without the twist. The twist caught me the first the first time out too. I think this movie and, would be better with the twist. I just think you have to support it. I think uh, you yeah. have to support it. Yeah, I mean, then yes, you need so, to support it. So yeah. my my best guess again, like I'm I am here. This is me attempting to be charitable here. I would assume that that sequence is meant to be like. Yeah, either like she. This is like because the head looks a lot she, like Alex, which I think is important. So. Yeah, she may, maybe she like dreams about like maybe this is meant to be another dream that she has about this dude that's actually her in her head, or like is that scene intercut with her masturbating in the room? I can't remember. No, no. it's not. No? Okay, but like, right. but that also could be her, you know like what she dame dreams about while masturbating yeah is like, like you know, that would have been actually kind of a clever about, thing about because like it could use the lang- that dude yeah. right like it could be using the language of the movie tricking you into thinking it's showing setup of the guy but it's actually like you said it's like her well uh, i mean fa- that's yeah or in, like how she's imagining it yeah yeah i i felt like he specific like you know i, I think it's weird how they establish um you know uh when when there's the the voyeurism of of uh alex showering i thought that that was a weird way like i thought that there was a better way of establishing that and i felt like we should have seen the killer character witnessing that um and the fact that mm-hmm. we don't was kind of an odd call um yeah but i, I guess it, that's meant to be a clue 
Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's just like I, I honestly, it's just like I, and an, and an all the weaknesses. It's all the weaknesses of the narrative. If like like they are largely covered by the fact that this is shot extremely well, and I love the sound design in this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel really well. Well, I mean, except when they have to, uh, they had to do the edits to get around the NC seventeen rating because uh, I don't think we watched all the same versions, but I watched the no, we the R rated version of uh, which. Uh, oh man, some of those edits are bad, but uh, I know uh... the good. I know that better edits of a lot of the death sequences exist. The um, uncuttiness of it is nasty as hell. This is like one <laughs> of the nastiest I am movies I've ever it. seen. Yeah, Yay! no, it, it is up there with like the nastier movies. I've ever seen what I like about why it works for me is because it is a really well-made film in the parts where they're just doing normal horror stuff. Like she's walking around or whatever, like it there, it, it is high tension. Like the movie says, mm -hmm. and it, like, it doesn't wink at you. I like that. You know, it's like, I think if you're going to do this kind of thing, um, like, and just be so fucking nasty and horrible with it, like I'd take it seriously, you know, like, or if you're making that kind of movie, you know, obviously Tokyo Gore Police is or something is the opposite of that, where it's just like completely silly. But I mean, like, I've always in one direction. I hate. I'm always a big fan. Of, I'm always a big fan of the Evil Dead Two of just sort of like, hey, the wall's bleeding. <laughs> but like Evil Dead Two to me is just not ever <laughs> like how's like ten percent could even be labeled as scary at all. Like, oh you know. yeah. <laughs> No, and like, I mean, so that too is very much a uh, horror comedy. Uh, yeah, like uh, heavily on the comedy edge. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love a good horror comedy, but I'm saying like <laughs> I think you need to like pitch it further. Like, see, like even I, 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 I'm a big fan of Shaun of the Dead, but I think it does it straddles that line kind of weirdly, you know, with the with the drama, comedy, and horror kind of like they're a little bit at odds, but it pulls it off because everything else in the movie is really good. But like I think that would be you know if we were yeah. I mean, I always feel, I always feel like Shaun of the Dead kind of struggles with its third act, but I think it's largely because, at least as an American, it's parodying a lot of things that are popular popular in British culture that haven't made, crossed the pond as well as uh, as they play in in England. So, but uh, anyway. somebody who's a huge fan of the Cornetto trilogy, and that's probably my second favorite in it. I think. Mm, um, mine too. Uh, I I I will raise you all. Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm -hmm. That is one of the point. best. Like riding that line between yeah, horror I think they and were, comedy. They were successful on that too. I, I like that movie. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I, I would agree. Oh, watch it again. It, it's one of those ones that I watch. Well, I'll probably watch it tonight. Uh, it's on something. I love it. But yes, we're like a sentence in if you want to continue. <laughs> we are literally a sentence in. All right, let's keep going. When they arrive, Alex gives Marie a tour of her house before they settle down for dinner. After dinner, Marie and Alex get ready to go to bed. As Alex sleeps, Marie lies on her bed listening to music and masturbating. They skipped Yay. over the pack where she goes outside to have a cigarette and then and notices then, that she can watch Alex showering. Be, and that's kind of and that's what why she's she masturbating masturbates. to. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, she is masturbating to Alex. It is not explicitly said, but it is absolutely implied. Yep. Uh, oh. Marie, okay. Her what? shift is attached to uh, her, her orgasm in that. Yeah, it's not I mean, until she comes that the terror starts. 
I mean, there, there's, there's, there's a parallel between her and Norman Bates in this, in mm-hmm. which, like, I the that executed her, it better. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Psycho executes it better. Uh, of, of that, at you know, this is a manifest manifestation of shame of her um, attractiveness, and I mean, again, it's one of those things that's really weird to do this. I mean, especially in. 2003 with a homosexual character when you know homosexuality especially in 2003 um is is so frequently tied to you know villainous characters um in kind of like you know it's not a positive thing so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so it's just sort of like this movie that I think it's become more okay with time but like you know I mean basically it's always the thing of like horror movies that link ink uh DNC with homosexuality or mel- mental illness are always kind of in a bit iffy. of a like iffy taste level so um I think that this film never really does a great job of like addressing that I don't think it's the worst film in terms of ever doing this but I, I do think that that's some that is an issue that like film should it's probably why this film hasn't been remade is because it's it's an issue that would definitely get called out in today's culture so yeah you'd have to rework it yeah Yeah, i was just gonna say like uh it it, to me it ties in with the whole kind of updated feeling of those italian movies though not that i'm condoning it but if they have such a net like the nast the unpc-ness of it is kind of part of the nastiness i think for some of these creators you know it's like it's just like everything about it is shit (laughs) but like that that kind of ideology was so prevalent in so many horror movies and I feel like it's almost like baked into this movie, just the trashiness of it. Um, so well, I, don't know. I mean, I, 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 apparently, yeah. like they grew, like the writers uh, Aha and whoever else uh, grew up watching like seventies and eighties horror flicks together and wanted to make their own. Like this was them making their own, so it definitely had a lot of influence from like seventies giallo, like uh, Fulci and Argento. You know where it was like that hyper reality mm-hmm. and this just like instead of the bright red blood it goes like red blackish but uh ignorant misunderstandings of mental illness and sexuality oh, oh yeah and all that stuff yeah, is yeah just, that like, never happens in a horror film <laughs> yeah it, no. is, it is like the bread and butter of these movies and actually like I'm, yeah again not saying whether it's right or wrong but like how do you rework this movie like if you want the same twist like what? It, yeah. What is the version? Of well, it? I mean, that's the thing is, I, can't I, I draw more attention. I, I mean, I, I think that there's a way of making Terrible. Marie more <laughs> Marie's you. illness more sympathetic. <laughs> um, like I, you know, ultimately, I think that one of the things things is is I like I kind of like you know basically we're gonna get to it, but I I kind of wondered if like one of the things that could have like sparked this whole thing is if like alex's father caught marie he spot like spying on alex and being like like uh and you know oh the shame kind of like like being there because i mean i think that one of the things is um that a lot of these that a lot of horror films have tried to deal with it it's not necessarily your 
um, that you are ha that you have this sexuality is a problem. It's the fact that you hide the sexuality is the problem. Is yeah, the repression into it. Yeah, the repression of it. So I mean, like, I and to that's a that angle that you could play. Into. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, feel I don't like know. It's necessarily the way to go about it, but it's an option. It feels like they're kind of more going for at least with until twist happens the more like halloween michael myers like you have no idea you know it's just like they tell stories i, I mean it, in the, the, we'll, the we'll, get into, is... we'll get into things because i mean like i i just feel like they could have had like ultimately whenever you have a twist like this i want to be able to go back to other scenes in the movie and see how that they they could have been played a different way and i just don't i feel like so many of these scenes do not work that way yep. and that's that's a problem that i have with this movie and i think that if they had played them differently i think i would enjoy this movie more i would think this movie has more rewatchability if it did that but uh, we'll get to those like scenes more as they mention. come up yeah um no no um let's 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 keep it <laughs> let's there's a lot of plot summary left <laughs> yeah there's so much plot summary left all right let's do this shit uh so you finished it masturbating. Yes, I did. <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> Marie hears a doorbell and Alex's father Daniel wakes to answer it. The man at the door is a serial killer who slashes Daniel's face with a straight razor. His head is pressed between two spindles of the staircase and the killer shoves a bookcase towards his head, decapitating him. Good decapitation of... scene. Yeah, it's I'm a, sure like, not for you, Dan. But No, like... that I mean, it's a really glaring edit that's just like, did what happened think did what i think happened happen oh yeah did, what you like, think yeah, happened happened awesome. and we yeah. got to so see good. it it yeah. was real like good like watch. it was a full prop head that just broke apart when the dresser went through like yeah they that basically was a cut away practical just a, scene yeah, they basically and it was cut away great on impact. It i know like a rocket yeah and i know i know so there's good. like a whole like blood splattering out of his neck thing that's not in the r-rated version like you know like oh it, uh, yeah man yeah. like the, the kill like it's not that I like desperately want to watch people die or something, but like, I don't know, it's part of horror movies and I really like it when they do, you know, it's not just the same shit over and over. Like, yeah, it was stabbed yeah. him in the chest. That's boring. I've seen that a million times. Give me something different. Ooh, staircase decapitation. I'm it in. Does, yeah, it feels like this serial killer is like seeing all the, the Friday the 13th movies and is like, <laughs> I can I can one up this. I'm Hold my beer. More. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, mean, I, I, I it's almost it's. It's uh, almost performed like a wrestling move, you know. So he's like goes up there, puts the head in the in the stairs, you know, goes down, gets the thing like real slowly. Oh, I, I I love it. I love that like slow, like calculated, but like still, yeah, just like yeah, let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in generally speaking, I feel like you know when you have these um, effects made well. They're, they can be really impressive to watch, which is like kind of disappointing that like, yeah, in the R-rated version, I know that this this murder and one of the other murders get heavily edited. And then most of the other murders are just shortened. But like the, this one and one of the way later ones are really, really seem to get um, uh, pretty I mean, I would only destroyed. really call the first and last ones like showstoppers as yeah. far as as far as yeah. set, set piece horror kills, but they're yeah. pretty fucking impressive, like for yeah. what was presumably a you know modest small budget. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The noise awakens Alex's mother, who finds Daniel dead and is approached by the killer. 
Marie, hearing the mother's screams, will quickly arranges the guest room to make it appear that no one is staying there and hides under her bed. See, this is where I kind of this, yeah, yeah. This this is where the film kind of starts to lose me because I just feel like when you have a killer who's supposed to be this so meticulous that he can't be overpowered, like the fact that he's just hasn't been surveilling the house, like automatically, like like my like you know story head is going like like something's off here and I'm not buying this. And that's Um, actually something. But that sorry, go on. I was gonna say I think that's kind of the point is like it is it's kind of hinting to you that something's off and like you kind of yeah but it's losing me in in the process it didn't lose me which is but you know i i also don't look at it through the same yeah no i mean i'm i'm fully i'm fully off board when we get to the gas station but we'll get there so this is uh this i would say as well like um is the part where the violence and you i i this is a cut scene um looking at the wikipedia there uh of the mother getting killed but where i'm just like now i just feel miserable (laughs) like it's not fun it's not fun like that first one now i'm like just upset because it's it's all tension yeah that's that's like that's a horror it's good you know like it's got now i'm engaged and from that point on i like i was locked in for the next 30 minutes or so like pretty heavily because it was like so that that is an instance where it's like something that brutal it's like i don't it's it's very sensational, but like it gets the fucking job done, you know. Like, yeah. I, uh, you have my attention. You fucking terrifying movie. Two people have been like executed in the most hideous way in like what we're like fifteen minutes into the movie or something. Hey, plus a dog. I was gonna dog. say like th- there is a website called Does the Dog Die dot com that you can search movies to find out if the dog dies. The kid. This the one, the dog dies. dies. Yeah, the no, dog but dies. like everyone at least, dies. At least we don't dies. see him murder the kid. Yeah. They didn't do that like like that's a line that's still not crossed most of the time and usually it is he did go back to the corpse though there there was the shot of the corpse yeah there is a shot of the the corpse corpse, yeah yeah, Yeah. which was unnecessary but (laughs) yeah absolutely well again it's this movie is supposed it like all of these deaths are meant to really fucking get to you like you're meant to be like good lord this guy is like the sickest person who ever lived. And it's like, holy shit, it's Marie who like in her head is basically pretending to be like the hero of the story while doing all of this heinous shit. It's mm. one of the things, it's what I kind of like about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's see. The So yeah, the killer inspects Marie's room but does not find her. Again, like it's all in her head. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it. Well, this is the whole thing. Is like, why does the killer go there first? And and also, it's just sort of like I, I don't know. I have a hard time believing. Well, because the way that the killer from, moves, yeah, yeah, we're seeing this from like, Marie's yeah. perspective, and that's the that's right, kind which of all the problem. Works, which is like, yeah, it which works, is the thing, but is, doesn't yeah. like she's yeah. she like it's it's again like the like I it like as knowing that this is like a fabrication inside her head of like how she's not the villain in this story like i understand why some of this shit doesn't line up because like she's very clearly severely mentally ill like i it like she doesn't live in the same reality the rest of us do not even when she's like you know in her sort of normal persona I mean, it, would it be fair to say that basically any time the guy is on screen, 
you know it's, it's all it's, from her perspective it, yeah so, yeah so right. but i mean in, i think one of the big he doesn't though, exist is, is unless his, if he's on the screen she's not there his advantage yeah. is different mm-hmm. than it's her like, advantage it's like Mr. and that's Robot. the thing that kind of bothers yeah. me is because basically it like i she is going to be underestimated um w- because basically everyone's gonna be like oh hey it's just alex's friend whereas like like and not know that she's a, a psychopath yet whereas like he's kind of creepy and weird looking and who is this person um and and it's just like i just wish that like you'd have consistent reactions i mean like to me i compare it to something like fight club and fight club is very specific in which it pretty much brad pitt and ed norton only appear together only appear it or alone with each other or when they're in big crowds crowds like everyone like looking at them funny makes sense in the later context whereas like in this it's like I think that like like Alex's performance is great, but other people like kind of like what are we supposed to be looking at and what is she actually doing in various sequences? Um, I don't but, think she's doing anything. I, I think it like literally nothing. I mean, which it, car is she driving? Where is she in the yeah. truck? Like, there's all yeah. this weird like what is no, she actually some doing? of the weird stuff for me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently. Not, all right. Is there any way you can't just say though? like none of that is even happening where'd she get the truck to begin with like like there's i would assume that it's like those are things that needed to be seated if the truck exists it was already on the farm the truck is shown as as existing because we see it from alex's perspective near the end of the film that's the truck actually exists okay so now now i'm all fucked up yeah (laughs) it was was probably just on the farm and right but it's just like this we should have established we should have something establishing that there was supposed to be a shot of the truck in a field but aha thought that it gave it away too much much unlike all the other stupid bullshit that he threw in there oh. um uh there was something else i was trying to say like a minute ago yeah apparently like where she get the shotgun where she get episode. like there's a lot oh of the things. shotgun is over the yeah. fireplace but okay. it's never drawn attention to yeah so yeah. again weird like there's a great se- like there's a great sequence when she's is like um with the with the bullets and the handgun later on i actually liked how they did that but like um there's just... that would be believable in a singular yeah. vehicle that you emptied out the bullets without realizing it to drop them out the window and that's how right well i happening. mean they cut they cut back and forth between whose hand is is unloading the gun and it's just like when did that happen um and that's kind of like a major hint i feel later on but mm-hmm. you know um like the gas station, there's a lot to talk about when we get to the gas station so let's just move on Let, let's, so. let's keep going yeah we're not yeah. we're still like not we're still at the house so yeah, yeah. okay uh marie creeps downstairs and finds alex chained in her bedroom promising to find help she sneaks into the parents room to find a phone after hearing loud thuds she hides in the closet and through the slats of the door witnesses the killing of alex's mother as her throat is brutally slashed with a razor which we've already kind of talked about brutally uh yeah it's it's a it's again i like that these kills actually affect me but you know moving on Alex's younger brother, Tom, runs from the house to the cornfield pursued by the killer. Marie returns to Alex, where she witnesses Tom's murder from a window. Marie promises to free Alex, but the killer is heard returning. Marie sneaks into the kitchen and takes a butcher knife. Alex is dragged into the killer's truck. Marie sneaks into the truck with a butcher knife and hides there with Alex. He locks the Uh, knife and drives off. 
How did yeah. that butcher knife get back there? Because that butcher knife plays a part later in the movie. Yes. If it... Ale- if Alex wasn't actually if Marie wasn't actually back there with Alex, I mean that's had the, thing. the butcher knife. Uh, How did that Marie, butcher knife get back there? Marie grabbed the butcher knife, but she's... Yeah, like... Marie grabs the butcher knife and gives it to Alex and says, in case I don't come back. So, I mean, like, and that then whole she... exchange happens. And but... then presumably okay. what happens is, because you, you know, in theory, you're like, so, you know, the sequence is played, like, you know, she hops in the back and is like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm like your co-conspirator here, whatever, and like, she plans on, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to kill the guy when he comes back, and then he, like, just shuts the door from the moment he shuts the door like it's essentially us are like if you're thinking about how back to how this works it's basically you know marie getting out of the truck and now she's the killer dude but she has left or like in theory she has just like left the knife with alex like presumably you know it's possible she even just straight up drops it when you know she i think she i think she acted kind of, didn't she actually give her the knife when they're in the gas station i think when they she stopped did the gas give station her, yes yeah. uh, but so, like, I mean, like but but presumably yeah presumably she's like either taken the knife with her up front when she's driving as the killer guy or she has just sort of dropped it in the back when she becomes the killer guy either way yeah. like alex can't do shit with it at the at the moment yeah alex is up. still handcuffed like yeah you know um, I mean, and then the other thing is, as I just thought, you know, the whole sequence of like, like her skulking about the house, um, trying to find the phone in the kitchen. Like, I feel like there was a way of playing that with, um, you know, knowing the, like, to go back and and watch that sequence of her kind of alternating between like, like the the killer cleaning up after himself and her trying to find a phone and ultimately them both ending up back at the truck like there's a lot of sequences that's just like have fun with like the rewatch to make it like in different contexts this makes sense um and then also it's just certain things of like i wish that the costume elements of uh both marie and the killer matched better like i just you know one of the big things that was like really like just made me go crazy of like i i don't believe this is like marie stepping out of the closet after the mother's died and steps in the mother's blood and she's not leaving footprints everywhere that the killer's not going to notice like yeah. that just yeah. was like crazy to me yeah no 100 percent. but like you're like that's a detail that like not everyone would pick up on and i don't think i did the first time either <laughs> like I, I except really, then when she's driving the car later when she's driving the car later there's footprints from her like bloody feet yeah on those pedals still mm-hmm. like yeah but i guess the thing so is you guys is thought seeing you had that thought the first time you saw it oh, yes, no, i absolutely had this for, like i'd like what this sure killer is did. like this killer is having like it's so weird because like like when you have marie like clean up her room to make it look like no one's there and the killer go through it it looks like he's so meticulous about like checking everything and then he is so like like, but I, she is not discreet about how she's running around the house. And it's just like, I don't buy that the killer wouldn't notice this. Um, and, you know, so that I mean, was horror that, and logic. Then, yeah. And then, well, I mean, it's not only well, it gets, logic, it gets but it's way also, worse when you get to the gas station. Again, like, all of this is from Marie's perspective. It's not right. like it, like if it would be, it would be weird if it actually kind of made, if it fully made sense. This is yeah. just like her trying to justify it as, so she could be the hero in her head. Yeah. That was the fun fact I had earlier. 
this was supposed to be two movies. It was supposed to be a movie entirely from Marie's perspective and then supposed to be an additional movie of what actually happened. Oh, yeah, that would have been been much better. I mean, in, you know, we could watch um, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not at some point. I mean, that executes its twist way better than this does. And it's Uh, generally the same thing. Mr. Robot executes this twist and then just like fucking one ups it over and over again. So, yeah. Last Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Last Christmas. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. Uh... When the killer stops at a gas station, Marie gives Alex the knife and sneaks into the gas station shop for help. When the killer comes into the shop, Marie hides and she witnesses the store clerk, Jimmy, being murdered with an axe. Okay, well, we got to stop here because I (laughs) think that, that, like, yeah, there's a lot to talk about with Jimmy. um, Because I think that, like, the familiarity with Jimmy is a really interesting way of playing it and adds a lot of tension of, like, is jimmy like in on this is jimmy gonna not do anything because he knows this guy and then also like this is one of the few scenes that i think that like would be really fun to go back with because like basically like like to have the guy like have this really creepy conversation with jimmy and then to have it as like i to think back of like marie having this conversation of like how do i look in these shades it's do you ever have girls come back here like I, it yeah. gives like a whole flirting aspect to it that just comes off as creepy when it's the killer guy but like it comes off as like flirty and like Jimmy's like gonna be like you're really aggressive but I also think that you're attractive like vibe to it um, and I really wish we got I, I don't know we're not allowed to sell scene. late at night but as long as you don't tell my boss like, yeah. oh yeah yeah and it's just <laughs> yeah. like like you think this is like 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 uh you know we're gonna need protection and it's just like from the sun you know it's just like <laughs> i there's so much flirty dialogue there that it's just like i'm so bummed we don't get to see both versions of that scene because yeah. i think that that was like a really missed opportunity there because i feel like the dialogue is so close to working both ways and to just revisit that scene somehow later on i think really could have been interesting yeah because like from my perspective you know jimmy is like you know so this was only my second time watching it i it really struck me the first time um and it was really interesting to go back and see it knowing what the twist is and yeah this is a scene that i think like really benefits from like you know like it is one of the more rewatchable scenes because it makes so much sense knowing that and yeah. like it is interesting to go back and watch um but yeah like it is jimmy is both like you know wow the you know this hot chick is flirting with me and you know i know this chick she is fucking crazy but like you know never underestimate a, a man's ability to stick his dick in crazy so <laughs> you know like it it very it's it i buy it i like this scene works really well for me yeah, the scene plays really well on both levels, and then after she kills him, I just feel like, like the I, you know, she sees the 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 they see the camera. They like makes no effort to cover it up, even though you clearly have access to the videotapes and could at least destroy them. Like, I, it's just like there's there's a level of like lacking it. Like you know, he checks all the stalls in the women's room and then doesn't bother to check any of the stalls in the men's room. It's like, I, I like you're really really killing my credibility here so 
you know i again. thought there was like some thematic reason for that but again it's like they're really pushing this guy as like a uh, you know the the sex element is definitely there you know like with this horror so where they try i felt like they were trying to say i don't something with that that just didn't take i don't know it's I, I think confusing. it's i think it's straight up that all of still all of this is from like it's 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 not from Marie's perspective of like accepting that this was her. Like yeah. all of the, none of this, like there are bits about that, like that don't quite work. It's like, yeah, if this were an actual dude, there's no fucking way he wouldn't have checked the stalls in the men's room, but he yeah. doesn't because it's Marie. And if Marie, you know, ex, you know, goes, well, you know, this doesn't make logical sense then it's harder to paint herself as the hero in her own head. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it's the film is like losing me a lot with this. I, and yeah, that's I, the thing. I can see that. I mean, and, you know, I mean, basically it's just like, I'm supposed to be like shocked by the gas station's death, but uh, gas station attendant's death. And I really wasn't. I was kind of laughing at the film because it's like, yep, saw that coming. So uh, it's also, like, well, that's the least surprise. But yeah. with what's happened yeah. in the movie so far, you're pretty yeah. sure everyone who appears is dead very yeah. quickly. Like, oh, yeah. I, I called he was dead like the second they went yeah. there. You know, it's like, yeah. This guy's dead. <laughs> uh fun fact that kill is an homage to the shining yeah <laughs> nice. the, the movie Axel not the book stomach. yeah an old uh scatman crothers <laughs> <laughs> okay so the killer returns to the truck and marie calls the police but hangs up in frustration when she's unable to tell them where she is this and this conversation is like comically bad like i hate this conversation it's like not like i realize that you want to paint the police as like incompetent and unhelpful but like this just goes way too far yeah i'm very that was my this is the first time because i'm a dumb very gullible movie watcher but this is the first time where i'm like i've obviously had questions you know wondering what's the big thing but this is the first time where i'm confused like why is why is she not like, how long would it take her to find out what the address is? You know? Like, why is she just saying, yeah. I don't know? She's like, she calls and I'm just like, I don't well, know. It's also, also like, subconsciously, she right, doesn't right. want to give it. Right, right. The killer is also her. So, like, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The, I, I think the, the bigger issue is that at generally, um, how tracing phones works, like, caller, like, I, I, calling the police, they know who, they know who's called them immediately. And they've known that for like, since the since forever like definitely yeah, well since, within when this like uh, when you call oh, caller yeah. id was commercially available well yeah like yeah I, if you're calling from a landline at least yes yeah if, sure. if she's calling from that gas station the police should instantly know where she's calling from yeah they shouldn't like, be like this yeah. but you know it like, especially especially in a town per, like just being that size, it's just like, well, how many gas stations are there in the town, and how many of them are open at midnight? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. I, even yeah, without that... knowing the information, they like. But it could be more like a, you know, I, yeah. I think that out of the country, it also it's yeah. more of like a county police department. So you know, they could right. be responsible for a sizable area that has you know more than like one one or two gas stations. I mean, they um, show up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I just the the way that modern policing works, um, you know, it's like you have to set this movie in like the seventies to make this even remotely believable that the police couldn't figure out. Like, they not may not be able to get there that quickly, but I, 
they should know where the call is coming from like almost immediately right but it's also again it's like we have a completely unreliable narrator yes so like well, I mean, I, I, well, the other thing is, I was, I, you know, when you have an unreliable narrator play with like, like what is and was isn't real. Like, there's just not enough I done of mean. like playing with that perspective. Like, we don't have that Kevin Spacey looking at the bottom of the coffee cup moment in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I was going to ask, is there anything that really sets it outside of the 80s? And then I remember that there's a Muse song in it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the yeah, like I mean the, same the, the song, car that they're two driving at songs, the same song yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the, I mean, basically the Docking the make and model of their the make and model of the uh, of Aww. the car that they're driving I, at the beginning. I, I like Muse at least that album. I mean, I Muse I has like two good albums, and then uh, and they just have a sound. They have a song I like. <laughs> a song. They have got a, like not two songs. They have maybe half a half a dozen songs that I like. The diegetic, like, soundtrack choices on this were not good, in my opinion. But not enough to, like, tank the movie or anything. But Not enough to tank the movie, but, like, pulls it out of, you know, vague reality. That's one of the things that I like so much about, like, It Follows, is, Mm. you know, you're not really sure if it's the 60s or the 2030s. Yeah. Uh, But it's, like, somewhere in between there, but it could be either or the same. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Well, I mean... And that's the thing is I just feel like there's a lot of establishing in the the community. Like I like how the the tour of the house I was they at least established the geography of um the guest room um because I mean that's one of the things that always annoys me when when movies don't establish geography of significant locations and then expect us to kind of know what's going on later on. Um the I think they do. House. Yeah. Um, I, I think they do a good job in this movie of establishing geography a lot of the time. Um, but at the same time, like I wish that the production design kind of clued us in a little bit better that this isn't normal reality, like have some idiocon- idiosyncrasies that we can kind of like spot and say, okay, we're going with a style here. Instead, it's just kind of like, it's a lot of just like, found stuff and like it's a lot of stuff that's cobbled together i mean like i don't know this is 2003 so it's not that weird that they're using vhs for surveillance um you know like but again i mean i'm i'm annoyed that they they see the killer spots the camera and then doesn't do anything to destroy the vhs tapes like looks right into the camera because at that point i mean okay like me if we're assuming like let's just assume for the sake of argument for this second that the killer is an entirely separate like personality within her yeah Uh, then why would he want her caught yeah exactly well okay in like it's implied that they've done this multiple times before i don't believe that's to be that to be true but it's certainly implied so or maybe he's pissed because you know marie is usually uh you know or like they are usually like more cautious but marie has like fucked this all up and he's like yeah whatever i'm not the i'm not the primary owner of this body so i don't know i mean well but there's no there's no conversation between the two of them of like negotiating and like losing control and that's the thing is like i feel like that he's aware of her she's not aware of him if that makes sense yeah, but there's still, yeah. but usually there's there's some sort of like negotiating scene, like you know, like Psycho has a fight between Norman and his, and his mother, 
um like you know like i feel like that scene needs to exist if you're going to do this twist and it doesn't and i kind well of she bashes his face in with a barbed wire bat, yes i mean it happens which later on when we already know but also yeah. one of the things that annoys me in this movie because i don't know isn't there a movie where like it, they don't realize the same person but their injuries affect the other other oh, than there just is. like looper yeah no well, no I there mean, is yeah his injuries affect no one right like well he clearly and again well they, they is, forget about is, people being injured multiple times near but the like, end of this movie this, so. this guy more or less exists so that you know marie can paint can can view herself as the hero mm -hmm. like she might fucking kill him quote unquote basically at the end of every you know killing escapade like this guy that you know this personality may just like come back over and over and it's like marie's way of being like you know well, it's really this guy killing people, not me. I'm a good person. I only do it because I love them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, destroy the video also, evidence. Just I know the video evidence. Um, <laughs> uh, like, well, I mean, and also like so much of this is like generally speaking, dissociative identity disorder comes to, generally stems from some sort of trauma and like i don't know hints of trauma in marie's past i think are absent in this movie and i wish that they Agreed. were there so yeah i agree is it, it always uh, uh dissociative yes. identity uh, yes, or yes it is always always always, always yeah. no always uh, always trauma in childhood specifically yes. yeah well, oh well. yeah because otherwise it's most likely schizophrenia yeah. yes which is a different thing different yeah mm -hmm. different like i mean like the the dsm is is like I don't know, dissociative identity disorder has a lot of uh, skepticism regarding it, and there's a lot of like we think that we're pro that like this doesn't seem like this seems like a trauma reaction rather than an actual mental disorder, and we need to balance that. Um, kind of, but yeah. like you, you know, it, it like in 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 essence, I have met two yeah. people actually with DID. Um, yeah, I've met and, people with it, and like. Yes. Uh, you know, so I like usually like in both cases, they were each, you know, everybody was aware of what everyone else was doing for the for the most part, mm -hmm. um, or at least of the existence. Although one person like one of the one of the personalities was not accessible to the others. And it's like not that there was there, it's not like a fucking, you know. Football yeah, it's, it's largely it's like largely three. a yeah compartmentalization exactly tactic it's to, exa to deal with um they're, they're not wildly triggers. different yeah. people yeah. like they're they're basically like versions of the same person is really mm -hmm. what it is like some people I think you know one of their personalities can remain like their their childhood self like actually again you know talking this up uh Mr Robot actually does a like probably one of the best most accurate portrayals of how did actually works like and in... respectful yeah because yeah. like yeah the key is respectful because like that's the thing is like frequently it is not depicted well like so. the splits, uh, the splits including this movie. Sense. Uh, yeah, yeah including this movie yeah. yeah no this this is this it's like again it is if you're trying to make a sensitive portrayal of a mental health condition this is not it but if you are like cool with like being like well what if it was like this instead 
and yeah. like just running with that then this works yes like, i think movies should be fair. allowed to be imaginative and not have to you know oh yeah it's not like this movie's pretending that it's a serious well i mean that's well i mean well. that's that's one of the things that that also bothers me is i wish that this you know i like horror that's making some kind of statement and i don't really feel like this movie terribly is so no, it really isn't but that's okay <laughs> no. i think yeah yeah well, no, it is making a statement. It's like, look at this violence. Does it look <laughs> rad? Yeah. yeah. Did it... I scare you? Yes. <laughs> that and... Job done. Yep. Did yep. You, you are the new David. High tension. <laughs> I mean, that like boobs. There is a big temptation for me to rate this like I rate comedies. You know, rate horrors like I. Rate comedies did it was i scared was i tense yes good you know you did your job <laughs> yeah. we can break we can break down all the other stuff but it's like it's the same with the comedy it's like it's got to make me laugh or it's it's not necessarily bad or a bad comedy but like i don't know i use these as barometers yeah like if it it's like it can it can exist outside of that but like if it's doing that well then it's i mean it's successful at the thing it came in to do so it's it's got that going for it you know if does it do what you add on, on the to that. i don't know i mean yeah. in, at a certain point though it's just like and I, this is one of the things that i have with this film is it's just like i can take scenes from this film and i think they're great but as a whole how does it function and i'm like mm, yeah so. I well dan like... we already know what your outcome Oh yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. But yeah, still. I, I I don't know. You, you don't hate it, so there's that. Um, uh, that's my only goal is to make is that is, to, is that Dan doesn't hate and entirely hate my picks. Um, <laughs> I just so. wish it was better. <laughs> so do I, but I, that doesn't prevent me from enjoying. It. So say um, we all. Uh, okay, so this part's real fun too. Uh, she takes the clerk's keys and uses his car to follow the killer down a deserted road. Emily did, notices... you have, Emily, did you have any idea what that car was? Because I was having trouble identifying it. Like, uh, it feels I think... like a B, but like a late seventies B. It looks to me like a like it. It could be like yeah, like a Charger, a Challenger from like the late seventies, which would be an odd car to have in France. Which is kind of another clue here, I think, in the sense that like it's oh, a, that, that it's car a... is entirely imagined. Yeah, it is. Entirely, it has to be entirely imagined. But at the same time, like, like, yeah, I mean, like, in theory, she took the gas station attendant's car, but it's like he a shouldn't own that car, and b you know they like, can't be in two cars. Yeah. No, yeah. It's impossible. It, again, and she's the hero of this story, so like, she's gonna give herself the coolest car she can imagine, which is a fucking yellow like nineteen seventy eight charger or something like well and, and i mean like this is also is. like a missed opportunity too because i think that and honestly if you rework this sequence so that it's not so much that she's chasing the killer but she's escaping chasing and escaping alex like mm -hmm. that's way more interesting mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so like and if you know there's an opportunity because she to... can't tell herself that that's what she was doing because she, yeah that would make her just less like the, the film doesn't support that idea it's just like if you played it that way it's really interesting so i agree yeah so uh the killer notices marie following him and rams marie's vehicle pushing the car off the road where it wrecks exiting on foot badly injured marie runs into the forest as the killer seeks her and this is the problem too is it's just like like where are these injuries coming from like are they self-inflicted like like you know because if because she wasn't in that car accident car, then how where do, are these injuries coming from yeah 
Did she crash the truck into? Is she, is she actually something? limping when? She, yeah. Like okay, so she so she. Yeah, it it makes the most sense to think that she crashes the truck into something, but not badly enough to make it not work anymore. Well, which I mean, is very we don't really see the truck ever vehicle. drive again. So, like, that's true. Yeah. So, also, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't Alex have her shit fucked up if they crashed the truck at enough speed that Marie was injured in that crash? No, Marie not necessarily. Is at least like in theory, in. but not necessarily. Not necessarily because yeah. uh, actually, like you know, this is this is back uh, a, a truck from the era when the you know the vehicle takes no damage and the the especially the people in the front take all of it. Um, and I also, mean, there's also there's also bear in mind there's a rad weapon there's a rad weapon hiding in the back of that truck that I can't believe we haven't seen used more. Even though it showed up in fucking Zack Snyder's Army of the da- Dead, what, and the, was never actually saw? used, the concrete saw—it's so rad, and I can't believe we haven't seen it in more horror. At least I haven't. Yeah, it's I cool. watch a lot of horror. Mm. All right, so yeah, I I would I would guess again, you know, crash the truck. Uh, you know, if it compresses the foot well, that's easily how she got the injuries. Yeah, I mean, she's like in the front, and yeah. she's in. You know, Alex might actually be. You know, she's probably banged up, but like she's just sort of you know sliding around. I mean, all she needs to do is crash the truck into a tree branch, and the broken windshield will cause pretty significant injuries. Yeah. So. Yeah, that too. Anywho, uh, exiting on foot, badly injured, Marie runs into the forest as the killer seeks her. Eventually, Marie bludgeons the killer with a fence post covered barbed wire. Fucking sick. As Marie, oh, I love that sequence. The... This fight is not happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. It, it's super <laughs> like, like, like it's so again, depressing to see it it's without like, him. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, you know, nah, just it's like it's himself. like look how cool and heroic I am. Alex is definitely gonna love me now. Um, even though I killed her whole family, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it's it's Ed Norton there... beating himself up in front of his boss in Fight Club. So I don't think there would be any harm. And them revealing the twist around here, so we can see some hilarious, hilarious <laughs> shots of her like going out, ah, like fully losing well, it, beating the I, shit out of herself. You know, like I think, I that think was... that that's why we got like the bat, her grabbing the rock to bash him in the head, because then it mirrors that injury that she had from right. the car crash. But then, like all of her like bashing in his face, and like especially her big arm one is one of the ones that really annoyed me. Like, that's one that we should have seen earlier. Like, just a light mirroring of injuries. Yeah. No, I like that idea. I like that idea, too. Um. Anyway, they didn't do that. Uh, nope. As Marie inspects the body, he grabs at her throat, so Marie suff- suffocates him with a plastic sheet and makes her way back to the truck. As you Alec- do. <laughs> Alex seems terrified of Marie as she returns to the vehicle. But Why? As police investigate the gas station murders via the in-store videotape, dun dun dun, the tape <laughs> the, 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 shows. The, the, I mean, these, these felt like the, the like I, the investigation of the like uh, the death of the historian in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. yeah, we really haven't had subplots before, and now we're just gonna have this like one that just feels like incongruent with everything that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, At least it's very fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
So in retrospect, it is revealed that Marie is the murderous delusional, is Marie murderous delusional and in love with Alex and the real killer of Alex's family. What? I mean, honestly, like, again, the first time I watched this movie, like, it threw enough shit at me that I, I, like, I knew something was off, but I hadn't really had time to consider what. And that is I mean, editing and me. pacing and good direction where this movie yeah. excels. I, I vaguely saw, th- I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is the only way this makes sense. And it's just like, oh, this is what they did. Like, I wasn't that surprised by the twist. Um, but you, like... you also have a degree in screenwriting, Dan. You, you've got the advantage. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, the first they, well, time I also, saw this. <laughs> I also have that, like, when she's describing the dream at the beginning, it's just like, this will be significant later. And it's like, oh, this is just giving the plot of the film away. But, um, you I know, was I mean, like, that's always the, the, like, the sixth sense uh sequence when and, right. you know uh cole's describe cole's the kid right describing to bruce willis uh like like how he sees dead people like that's always a great fucking conversation but mm-hmm. again in my opinion yet another film with a better executed twist Mark, well you yeah were surprised i i mean i was surprised but not satisfied you know like they're it, it I, like it just it didn't hit in the way like but that's i twist i mean it so fixes certain plot holes while creating new ones yeah. so like <laughs> um like but i do think it's like it's a tough one because i don't know how you make this movie without the twist and it's like it worked for me up until that point but it wasn't like i think some people really got burnt by it but i was like okay but it wasn't like that feeling that you get like any of those classic twists from you know like fight club or whatever where you're like where where you go oh you know it really it's something you just feel inside the second it happens and you're you feel like an idiot for not realizing it like this didn't really feel like that uh it more felt like because you're like the film's not built up the film's created the film's created too many plot holes for you to like accept that it works like that you need those like scenes of like oh so that scene between bruce willis and his wife she's being cold because she's mourning him like oh now that makes like this doesn't have enough of those scenes it doesn't like like again it's just like that scene with the gas like like to play that as like aggressively flirting with him like like, is really interesting and that scene kind of works i think what your mind needs to do like you say whatever there has to have been something impactful earlier in the movie that comes up subconsciously in your brain when the twist is revealed you know and i and it's like like, yeah like it is that absolutely that scene in in the sixth sense because it's a very well acted emotion you know really well and and, and it's just like we see both perspectives and like to go back like you know you're seeing it from bruce willis's perspective the first time you watch it and then the second time you watch it you're experiencing it from his wife's perspective um and like like and and there you kind of need scenes like that like you know like like the usual suspects is kind of the best one because like yeah. all the interrogation scenes you're seeing from Kuyan's perspective and then they go back and they're from uh Kevin Spacey's perspective and and they take on completely different meaning yeah. um and, and like no, this like we kind of get like fuck and you, Brian this Singer. this yeah the the reveal you, of the twist the reveal of the twist like Spacey. justifies a lot of alex's reactions like it really makes all of alex's reactions make sense it's just like we don't really see alex's reactions enough in this film 
So like there aren't enough sequences where we're like, oh, and that's why she's acting that way. Like there are some, but there's just like, there aren't any of those like really fun ones to go back to. But I think so. you can make an argument, like, you know, I am, yeah, spoilers, but I am going to say see it because it at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit about the plot holes. It's like the move, like it, it is the movie. It's, it's like, it's in, you know, inextricably linked to how the story works. So even though it doesn't make perfect sense, I think it was like I get the trade-off. I get. Well, why. I mean, it's it's all about how much how much it's a great various watch aspects of the how much yeah. do you weigh various aspects of the filmmaking experience and like obviously a like I do think that good acting and good visuals and good sound design can outweigh narrative in some cases and I'm not going to reel my I verdict on this yet but uh, yeah I think but, I still think like, Dan could go either way. But no, like, I, I know where Dan's going. Yeah, you know. Where but like, like, <laughs> it, like this, this made Aha's career, and that's it, yeah. Like, because I, I'm as, not, I'm not. And upset there's a reason why that. he hasn't written his strips moving forward. And I think that's a great thing to do. But like, you know, sometimes you got to start off there. Yeah. Like, if I'm ever gonna fucking direct anything, I got to write my own fucking thing. Blackjack and hookers. Yeah, blackjack and hookers inside of the U2 sphere in Vegas. I mean, All so right. what? You're just going to make Dust Till Dawn? Because that's that's the only uh, like horror movie that I can think of that's like but with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. I but mean, I guess there's no aquavores. blackjack in that really, but yeah. They're water yeah. vampires. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, let's finish this fucking thing so uh, we can, we, we can, we can yeah. be done. Uh, We've got that- the twist. At the truck, Marie unties Alex. As soon as Alex is free, she threatens Marie with the knife and accuses her of butchering her family. Alex slashes Marie's face and stabs her in the stomach before running into the forest. Marie chases Alex with a concrete saw. Alex finds a road and flags down a car. As Alex is climbing into the car, Marie appears brandishing the concrete saw and disembowels the driver, which is awesome so awesome. Uh, this is not in that, the r-rated version like, oh it's such a kind good of like a lot of quick cuts implying that he's been killed but like, oh it's, we really see like nothing. it's real good oh it's yeah really it's good real one. good like it is definitely one of the undersung weapons in horror which again just was so disappointing in army of the dead because there's a dude who's lugging it around like a bunch of the movie and never actually uses it lame they definitely were watching this for resident evil 4 because you know definitely same vibes oh like, yeah who are the chainsaw guys <laughs> in movies and it's like yeah this this is definitely one of the chainsaw moments mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so good so uh a stray piece of glass slices alex's achilles tendon it doesn't really slice it it kind of like impales like right in front of it yeah um it's also like not all that's like it's gross but it's narratively it's not that's no it's really not injury like oh uh, and also she like pulls it out the worst way like like she pulls it up instead of out yeah so it's like continuing to slice as she's pulling it out of her achilles tendon so if it wasn't already entirely separated it is now yeah it's like dude just leave it anyway yeah uh Hey, fun fact, not related to the movie. If you get stabbed or impaled with anything, leave don't it pull in. it out yourself. Yeah, leave it the fuck in. It is holding the blood in. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yes, physiology. It's, it's, it's cool, kids. Um, So, 
Alex takes a crowbar from the, the car's toolbox and crawls along the road. Marie forces Alex to tell her that she loves her, and then she plunges the crowbar into Marie's upper chest as Marie proclaims she'll never let anyone come between them. Like, Sometime later, oh, uh, but yeah. like on the right hand side. Well, this is this is just thing under that her shoulder blade. Do. Like pierce the heart, damn it! Vampire rules. Yeah, no, well, she has a... to have a last scene. Don't uh... you? This is also another thing that I kind of wish that they like, like that they that I feel like they should have included, which again owes to like hinting at uh, Marie having some sort of trauma in her her background. Um, like just the notion of like no one will ever come between us again. Like I feel like there needed to be kind of like sequences in which um Marie like misconstrued uh Alex's family as being like abusive in some well, way. No, like, she talked I mean, at least to give yeah. some context to that, she did talk about Alex did talk about her boyfriend or whatever. You no, know? no, I mean, like that that scene so there's implied and, like, love there's that, but I mean I, no, no, that that's fine. I'm saying in like specifically thinking that her family was coming between them. So like there's some some indication that her family wouldn't approve of uh of a lesbian relationship or that her family is kind of like saying that maybe that at Alex should maybe reconsider that are college or there's something that would pull them apart that is coming from her family that has her have that reaction and it's just like a subtle thing that she misinterprets like i don't think it should be something overt because i think her family should actually be very supportive and that's the whole point which is, is why it should be like yeah. you know alex is an underachiever brings yeah. marie to the farmhouse to prove we're actually studying yeah or something and, like, like you know it turns I yeah. think it's be careful what you wish for, though, honestly, because I mean, it could be like, a financial you... thing. It could be like she's going to transfer. She needs to take a semester off to go to community college for credit, something. But I know. like it doesn't do these things like this kind of I shoe don't like that. Shoe leather is. Yeah, but it's like the shoe leather of that all would just make me be thinking about that instead, you know, instead of like, it's, it's, no, I, mean, I, I feel like I feel like the, the family movie. is so underdeveloped that to just have they don't even have lines barely in, yeah. like yeah like i i just feel like because the, as, like this description claims there's a dinner sequence there isn't like they don't have dinner with the family like yeah there's a there's a they scene don't? of the mother taking the laundry down with the son and then we, and there's a scene of like the father being introduced and then going off to work and that's like all we see of them yeah that's like, it no, I thought there was a scene where they like sat oh, down to a meal to bed. Yeah. and she was very awkward and like Marie was very awkward and they were like, yeah, there's a dinner scene. Like some of it's them gave her a look like it's it's like fucking seconds, but yeah. they gave her a look of like, huh? Um, oh, that's right. Because they the, the father in the the father says that the mother had put dinner in the oven for them. Right. Uh, so, yes, like, that's I their think dinner it's, scene. I, yeah. So it's like the but two yes. of them eating dinner, and like I like maybe the family just yeah. It's the two of them there. eating dinner and talking about how she, how Alex is interested in a guy who has a girlfriend because as that means it's, there's got to be something interesting about him. And oh, um, yeah. Marie's reaction is that like that just makes him a womanizer, um, and it's like I like that exchange. It's just like like again, it's just like I want a little bit more of the family like not a lot like just like an extra minute with them is probably like, enough, give me like, like a little more attachment yeah. than to the little kid 
And if yeah. you're going to give me attachment to the little kid, then like fucking murder him in front of my fucking face because that's the brutality that I'd want in something like this. Like I hate, I hate that it, it like murdering kids yeah. and dogs. It's it's terrible. Don't has, get me wrong. They happen off camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we see the dead dog and the dead kid, but you don't see them actually get killed. Correct. Yep. Whereas I've also seen things where I have seen like the kid killed and the dog killed, and it's mm-hmm. brutal. Yep. All right. At We're least not almost cats. done. We have two sentences left, folks. Sometime later, Marie is in a psychiatric hospital room with Alex watching her through a one-way mirror. A flashback to the grins. opening Fun fact, one-way mirror and two-way mirror are exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But Marie grins and reaches for Alex, evidently aware that she is behind it. Cut back to Finn. Muse. <laughs> Roll credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I, I don't know. We kind of talked about everything already. Yeah. We've gotten some good discussion. Any any more discussion that anyone's got? Pork, I, I see you thinking. No, no. We have had the exact right amount of discussion about this movie. All right, <laughs> cool. Um, you know what? Fuck you, Dan. I'm going to start it off with a positive one. Um. You don't see it. It's at least worth watching once. It's definitely a, like, you know, turn out the lights, put down your phone, and just let yourself be engrossed into it. Um, Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I have, I have so many issues throughout the movie, but I just really, I really enjoy the ride of it. And that's something that I appreciate a lot when it comes to horror. Like, take me on a ride of high tension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> see it. <laughs> Next. Uh, I'll go, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's a light. See it for me. Um, I think, hmm, it's my issues like even like i said i've said everything i can about this like the the i don't think the twist is successful but i think the movie is um and really it can't really exist without it and i am totally willing to forgive the whatever inconsistencies uh but i wouldn't rewatch it probably like i'm not i didn't it didn't give me the feeling like oh i gotta go and you know watch and check all the diligent work they did on crafting this you know it's like no i can see where the diligent work went into the actual like the way it was shot the the acting and all that Mm -hmm. the, the, Mm -hmm. the actual production of it and like they did an incredible job for a low budget movie um like and i was genuinely scared so yeah you know it's not not my favorite horror movie and not my not my style but i liked it well enough i mean without the twist i feel like it just becomes generic horror movie that's well yeah yeah nobody sees you know yeah Mm -hmm. like i'd see it but you know other than that yeah it needs the twist that's what that's what i mean it's like i don't i don't think they pull it off right but it it can't exist without it either it's like baked into the whole concept so mm-hmm. yeah all right hey let's see it so we're two for two four now okay let me let, let, let me ruin it yeah uh, because <laughs> yeah it, i mean the, the, this is this is a screw it i mean ultimately i think that you can take out individual pieces of this and they work i think it's well acted i think it's well shot i think it's well directed i think that if you take individual scenes like especially when she's trying to like hide in 
her room um, or hide in the gas station. Like, I think these sequences work on their own, but in the larger context of the movie, it's just like, they don't make any sense. The twists, they don't cycle back to it in a way that's like fun to rewatch of just sort of like, how was this, like, how was this portrayed to me and how did this actually take place? I mean, another movie with a twist that we, that I felt like I should bring up is like Last Night in Soho, which I think has like, tries too hard to cover up its twist to the point that it's just like, huh, you didn't give me, like, you're usually good at showing what's going on. That scene was too ambiguous. I bet there's something going on there. Um, whereas like this, right. it's just like, the, the scenes don't make any sense in this. Um, like, I to go back and rewatch, like her, like, I, I want to know what she's actually doing when she's he's hiding around the house while the killer's wandering around and it's just like she's in two different places at once doing completely different things it's the same it's the same issue with when she takes the car and chases after the truck i mean i think that we actually figured out a logical way of it working of if alex escaped and she's chasing her that's great to kind of flip that on its head but the film doesn't really do that and then also it's just like where where does specifically the truck come from um but other elements as well and you know i mean i just think that also just in terms of like costume design i really think that she and the killer should be wearing very similar clothes and they're not um like and i think that's a mistake um like i think they both should be wearing like and and honestly that might even cover some of the like like well it looks like like the footprints in the blood he's mistaking it for his own footprints you know to chat to have a scene in which he sees like bloody footprints on the stairs and then he looks at his boots and they're covered in blood and he just assumes that are his own footprints that would mm -hmm. do a lot for me that would yep. actually do a lot yep. for me so um yeah. but all right so I, you're you're like just barely a screw I'm a, like, I think that there's like, honestly, it's just like, I think this director has a lot of potential and glad, glad he continued to get work. Um, but like, I, I just, when you have a twist like this, that just doesn't quite have all the elements come together when you reveal the twist, it annoys me so much that this becomes a screw it. So. Fair enough. All right. Uh, and since this was my pick, it's obviously a see it for me. I mean, again, this is a movie that I you know like it got me it it got me in multiple ways that horror movies often don't and like you know yes i i see all of the fucking plot holes and stuff but like it you know like even just the kills alone like kind of make me go Ooh, and it's like all right all right i'm 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 here for this like this is what i fucking want once in a while from horror and like i don't get it often like i'm going to be you know happy with anything that does that even if it has like major fucking issues but like there's a lot to like here in terms of you know the like the uh, the directing and the acting and all of that and you know it's like all right fine yeah there's huge plot holes but like whatever i had a good time and like it freaked me out like that that's all that's what i want and like honestly i'm so you know I'm glad I rewatched it. I feel like it was interesting to watch it again, knowing how it ends. And like, you know, yes, I can, I can still, I can see the plot holes even more clearly, but like, it's, yeah. uh, it's, we, it's like, it's still an enjoyable ride, weirdly enough. Like mm -hmm. the, the, like the, there are some really like, you kind of unique, plot holes don't matter. Uh, unique and, you know, in, 
like interesting kills and stuff like yeah i mean it's cool like again i i find like watching watching marie and trying to figure out like you know like try to sort of make sense of it in your head is actually kind of the fun of it in the for my for me in the second watch um like yeah i don't know it it I like and I also like movies that make me think that way. Um so yeah, it's definitely a see it for me. Brad. Sorry, Pork. I missed what you whispered. Sorry, I just whispered like that plot holes don't matter. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a controversial like, opinion on I, this podcast, but I do but I like, really don't care about that. It's sort of one of the things that gets me with this movie is like the pacing of it is so good that I'm rarely bored long enough to like think about the plot holes in the exactly. <laughs> yeah like i can just be like all right cool yeah Dan no comes we're, in we're here now pod. he's okay. like he's ready to go it's like no no this is wrong this is wrong which fair I mean, enough all, like that's all, you, can't, that... you know that's just that's like i i totally get it i just i i it's hard like if i don't relate to it in that way i don't i don't see it that way but like i could totally understand why if if it was occurring to me as it happened i'd be fucking pissed too that's why he's the it's just like i'm yeah i'm focusing on different shit yeah that's right um yeah and then you know i mean like the sound design is great that's also worth mentioning like i think that uh like i love the the I don't know. I mean, it's just there's so much like handheld camera twice. and moving. Well, it's not the soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, like the the actual like scoring um, I I think had, had had like a, a you know attention to it um, I, that worked. I, but like, let me ask you something. Would you say Dan, a high if, tension? Would you be more forgiving of these uh, holes if the movie had a more kind of Lynchian weirdness? Oh, to I'd it? be less forgiving. Like, You'd be less I forgiving. If it was weirder, okay. Well, well, so you don't like. I mean, like, if it was more abstract, though, like if it was putting the seeds in your head more. I mean, well, I mean, that that was one of the things that I talked about. Is is like if this if this had set its universe as kind of somehow not like the real world, I think I could be more forgiving of it because I mean, like you know, I mean, in their things like Cloud Atlas, which I think work for me really well in weird ways, which you know, it's largely because it's just none of those worlds are the real world like you know it creates six Our different world. worlds and all of them are fake so like but this well, my is... head canon is every time i watch a movie it's another world they all exist in an alternate fictional universe in my brain oh <laughs> um, yeah there are many movies that i watch that are like it's supposed to exist in our world yeah i mean i right? I, I think that you just need clues to how this world works but that that's why i brought up it follows to be layered in yeah no, I mean, because it, it exists anywhere from like yeah. 1960 to like 2050. Yeah, it I said 2030 very... before, but it might be 2050. Yeah, it it follows has some very specific choices uh, in terms of production design that this film it's it's a little Lacks. lazy on them. Yeah, mm. it's like I I think that I think by ver- like I think one of the big things is is the car that she's driving at the beginning of the movie is way too modern. Um, and and automatically you're just kind of set in the real world like I, I I just feel like honestly I feel like they should have gotten there like by bus or like hitchhiking or something like that because that automatically puts us in a a oh oh like you don't do that anymore like kind of kind of frame like mindset so yeah. I mean like I 
so that would kind of work and you know i mean that's also just opportunity like i don't know i mean i just feel like there's a lot of like world building that should happen at the beginning of the movie that doesn't happen instead we get this 10 minute long prologue of her like limping through the forest and and like stopping a car and it's like it just gives away too much of the ending because like at minimum we know the extent of her injuries at the end of the movie um which i think is not good to know considering the twist so and that's why if you want to remake a movie you come and see see it or screw it because the four of us will remake your movie no, your movie, the three of you, the movie you made is just perfect as it is. We love. I, love I don't know. I, I I think I I'd be curious. Oh no, no. Re- I'm I, saying I like remake- the four of us will remake any movie, and that's why we keep on like pitching scripts or at least. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be curious. Like honestly, I'd be re- like I'd a remix a movie. A I remake of this movie would be really interesting because <laughs> I just think that uh, there are significant ch- there are changes to the script that you would still get the same movie. And I think that you just you could have something that would. Function make better. the twist more satisfying yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but i you know i'd still rather like see this as is than not yeah i mean I, I worry that you tone down the violence to the point that's what's the point so yeah what's well it sounds point? like they absolutely destroyed this movie for the american audience terrible dub uncut like yeah, Not I've heard really bad, bad things about the dub and the and the edits of the gore is definitely definitely hurts this movie because I do think that if I had more visceral kills, I wouldn't I, I'd maybe be more put off guard to be distracted from kind of the logical errors that the film's making. But yeah, you know. I wonder I, I, uh, I was gonna say I wonder what would happen if he had watched the same version we did. Yeah. I uh, I couldn't actually like it was in thirty seconds of the dub. I was like, nope, not happening. Like they didn't yeah. even. It's like one of those ones where it feels like they didn't even try. Did you try? Yeah, no. no I mean, no, I, no. I, I, I I tried to watch. Yeah, I, I gave up on the dub pretty fast, and I you know the only version I can find that was subbed um, was the edited version. So or the version that I found. I'm sure maybe if I looked harder, I could have found an unedited uh, subbed version. But all you got to do is sail the high seas, Dan. We do yeah. not promote or demote on this show. No condoning. But selling high seas always sounds fine to me. What? Same. I like boats. Shut up. Look, oh, I, mean, I hate some... the ocean. There's no I other way. Sand. The ocean hates you back. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Can we go? Can I? Can um, I hey, hey, Porik, uh, you, you review movies on a thing, right? Yeah, I'm Meyer Lurk on Criticrew.com. I haven't <laughs> reviewed this yet but I will. Cool. You do better than me on Letterboxd. Hey, Dan, <laughs> you, you've got a webcomic, right? Yeah, you can check out my webcomic with fetus.com. Um, yeah. And you guys have stuff, too. And we're not <laughs> overly lazy. Thunder, Dan. Good. Steal <laughs> it. Uh, when we're not overly lazy, which we absolutely are at the moment, we need um, to not be soon because those beers are going to go bad. They probably already did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, spoilers. Uh, um, yeah, we have a, another podcast called Newing Beer Reviews, which we suck at doing lately, but whatever. I don't know. Um, we get to get, give me money to pay for the beer, and maybe it'll be le- less irregular. You don't owe them entertainment. I owe you people nothing except you should totally pay us for this podcast because that would be cool. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. 
<laughs> we have a Patreon too. It's uh, SIOSI, the initials of our show. If no one's going to pay us soon, we're going to just start being actively hostile to you, listener. No. So. Oh, so we'll be poor <laughs> I'm Leos. Joking. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I love you all. Uh, well, there's your problem. The podcast that hates you back. <laughs> well, we'll be the movie podcast that hates you back. Parody, not copyright infringement. We hate ourselves and you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, we've been Cedar Screw It. I've been um, TJ alongside uh, Porik, Emily, and Dan. Um, P.E.D. Performance uh, enhancing drugs. I can do a last word if you want. Um, What's your last Ro- word? Roger Ebert awarded the film only one star. Uh, <laughs> opening his review, the philosopher Thomas Hobbes tells us life can be poor, nasty, brutish, and short. So is this movie. He added to the film at a plot hole that is not only large enough to drive drive a truck through, but in fact does have a truck driven right through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, that like that is how you poetically take a thing down, Dan. Riffing. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I mean, I I, I saw that. Like, oh, you got Ebert's negative reviews yeah. are, are pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Those books, like, I have those books. Like, yeah. his one star <laughs> reviews are the stuff of legend. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Fuck off. Bye. Bye.